being claimed on the inside by Skywood. Skywood took the lead. Here is Stoll Darjant. He won't lay down. Sublimus is now third. The leader is Skywood. He's getting the upper hand and Skywood proves too good. Skywood has won it. Hello, welcome back to another edition of The Trainer's Heart. I'm Todd Blum, your host here in the Sports Thoughts studios and big news here in The Trainer's Heart. We have smashed through the thousand downloads so I just wanted to start the show off with a big thank you to everyone who's been tuning into the show, who shared the show with someone, and I hope you're all enjoying it because when I started it uh, four months ago, I didn't really think it was going to get this far. So a 1,000 downloads, including another big show today, and spring is in the air. The good horses are coming back, as we said a couple of weeks ago. We've already seen some very, very good racing, and this week's episode is a bit of a special one. We're going to get the little black book out and talk about some black bookers, some that we've already had throughout the show. We'll have a chat about in a moment, and then a little later on, we're going to have a chat about some black bookers for the Melbourne Cup. It's ever creeping closer. We're going to have a look at some of the horses that have been purchased by Australians that are coming from overseas and a couple that are already here in Australia as well. Some we know, some we don't, so we're going to learn a little bit more about them. Before we head back on the Melbourne Cup path, though, here in the Trainers Hut, let's just have a look and chase up a few of the black bookers that we've had in previous shows. And this Saturday's racing here at Mooney Valley, we see Muhammad Ayas and Sikoni, who we've had Nick Ryan on the show last week. We spoke about Muhammad Ayas and Sikoni at length. We also spoke about Express Pass, who was a very impressive winner and on top of that, we had Darcy Judd, who is the director of Express Racing, of course, the syndicator that owns Express Pass. We had him on Sunday for our little uh, spin-off series, Race Day Review, which uh, went very nicely, very happy with the feedback we received from that. And Per Sand was the other horse that we had a bit of a focus on from that weekend's racing, where we had James Bester come on and have a chat. A lot of good feedback about James, always someone worth listening to. But Muhammad Ayas, he had a fair rap from Nick Ryan last week. And he's been freshened up, ready for the race. Freshened up as well as Nick Ryan could have him. And this is probably not his grand final, but it's as good as, and we're expecting a good show in Sikoni. Well, he was brave again, second in the race. And he, again, like Nick said last week, really enjoys the backup. So they're just two to watch. And Streets of Avalon runs around in the same race. We know Shay Nichols has been on the show previously as well. It's his first uh, serious crack at a mile, according to Shay Nichols. So you know that he hasn't run out the mile previously, but they're very different races to what he's going to experience tomorrow. So there's a bit to watch out for. Moving up to Sydney, Sam Kavanagh with Sikandrabad. He was a horse we spoke a little bit about with Sam Kavanagh back in Episode 7. Of course, the $100,000 purchase off the English Digital. He's won the Coffs Harbour Cup since we've spoken to him. And then he also ran second in the Premier's Cup, the Group 3 at Rose Hill. And he's on the path to the Epsom. So looking forward to seeing how he goes in the Epsom, the Group 1 over a mile up there in Sydney. And we'll probably touch base with Sam Kavanagh again in the not-too-distant future, maybe on a on a race day review and have a chat with Sikandrabad. But the Black Book, it's going all right here in the trainer's hut for those that have had their little Black Book next to them while listening to the episode. So we thought we'd change tack a little bit here in the trainer's hut and just have a look at the Melbourne Cup. So we know we've been on the path to the Melbourne Cup. We've spoken to the owner of Russian Camelot, Dan Fletcher, 
And we've spoken to the trainer of Shabao, right at the pointy end of the trainer's hut's calculations for the Melbourne Cup. We're just going to have a look at a few others, a few locally trained horses, a few horses from overseas that have been purchased by Australians. Just before we do that, however, it's very, very important. This week's episode of the trainer's hut is just approaching the eve of Father's Day we're thinking of all the dads out there, so a shout out to all the dads listening to the show and to all the sons and daughters that listen to the show as well. Make sure you give the old man a call. And I don't know, my old man and myself, well, we're going to be cracking open a bottle of the Crown Glory Shiraz from up there at Goury Park. And even if it is over Skype, we're going to crack that bottle and see how it goes. I know the, the couple of bottles I've had from Goury Park that Andrew Buddock was nice enough to send down that they're... Uh, they haven't missed so far, and there really is something for everyone. So jump on the Goree Park website and see if you can't find yourself a bottle of wine. Let's kick into the horses for the Black Book, though. The Melbourne Cup horses. This is the path to the Melbourne Cup in the trainer's hut. Inside the final furlong, and Master of Reality is digging down deep in between horses. Has just won back the advantage from Mustard and Southern France. Master of Reality, game to the last, has won the vintage crop from Mustard Southern France, third and fourth is Twilight Payment. We're going to kick it off with a couple of horses that we know really well Master Reality, Twilight Payment, and King Allegron. So this is Team Williams. This is the headline act for Team Williams. The three main chances. And Master Reality, we know he ran second past the post last year, demoted to fourth with the interference. Frankie Dettori, he's going to head to the Irish St. Ledger, and that will really indicate his chances for the Melbourne Cup for 2020. Uh, I think he's, he's likely to come down. He ran second last start to Delphi, who we'll chat about in a moment in the uh, Irish St. Ledger trial. That was a Group 3 event over the 2,800 metres at the Curra. So time and place, or distance and place, I should say, of of the St. Ledger, which will be a little bit later on. And I imagine he'll jump on a plane after that run and it'll just determine what sort of price he is in the market, what sort of chance. But we know he's a quality stayer and he's having another really good season over there. A twilight payment. Well, he's a, he's going to be a different horse when we see him again next time here in Australia. We know he ran 11th in the Cup last year, just missing out on the prize money there. But another 12 months with Joseph O'Brien. It was acquired by Team Williams during the year. So I know that Joseph O'Brien will be a lot more associated with the horse. And he's one that I fully expect will be making the trip down to uh, race in the Melbourne Cup. King Allegrons, well, we've spoken about him at length in this show previously, and he's probably, of the horses that we're going to speak of, he's trained in Australia by an Australian. So, although he is by Camelot and was bred overseas, but he's a horse that we've mentioned a little bit. We thought he'd win the Andrew Ramsden to book his place. Unfortunately, he didn't. Ocean X, a very tough mare who's been back at the races too. But King Allegrons, he ran second, and we just spoke about it at the time that maybe... He might have needed a run going into that Andrew Ramsden, but as we said, Danny O'Brien will know a lot more than that. I think he's been quoted as saying he'll have a run before the Bar Cummings. There's a 2,500-meter race at Flemington coming up, which a lot of these horses are going to use as a bit of a springboard to the Bar Cummings, and I've said it before, but I'll say it again. Cannot wait for this Bar Cummings this year. It's going to be one of the greatest renewals of the race that we have ever seen. We move on though, and the next horse we are going to have a look at is Delphi, who of course we mentioned just before, and let's tune in and have a listen to that Irish St. Ledger Trials stakes win, where he defeated Master Reality in that very tight finish. 
Inside the final furlong in the Comer Group International Ariston Trial, St. Ledger Trial, and it's Delphi from Master of Reality trying hard on the near side but going to the line. Delphi, Delphi from Master of Reality Micromanage, and then Monument Valley, see the line. So he's an interesting one. He's a Northern Hemisphere three year old, this horse, by Galileo, formerly trained by Aidan O'Brien in the Coolmore setup. He's had five starts for the four wins. Pretty impressive record for a young horse. Now, that race that he didn't win was his first start, and it was on a heavy track. So probably doesn't handle the going on that, although it's a small sample size, as the rest of his races have been on good to firm ground. But that's what he's going to find in Australia. So he's probably one that's obviously been targeted by Sam and Anthony Friedman, and one that their clients have brought down for the Melbourne Cup, and as a Northern Hemisphere three-year-old, he's still got plenty of racing ahead of him, so if he runs a bit of an eye-catcher this year, he's one that could be around for a couple of years to come. While we're on, Anthony and Sam Friedman, Aussie Keir and partners have Ledon de Vie. He won the listed August stakes over the 2,300 metres at Windsor recently, which virtually assures him of a start in the Cups, but that will come become a lot clearer on September 8 when the weights are released. Now, Aussie Keir, we know his colours are ever prevalent here in Australia, and we know Marmello carried them to runner-up position in 2018. The Caulfield Cup seems to be the main aim for this horse, but obviously if you're going to run well in a Caulfield Cup, whereas these the owners think that he'll win the Caulfield Cup, well, you're definitely going to push on to the Melbourne Cup, aren't you? So we fully expect to see Ladon De Vee run in the Melbourne Cup, formerly trained by Huey Morrison since being purchased as a horse in training by Aussie Keir and his partners. So it will be transferred to Anthony and Sam Friedman, who have that Pine Cliff facility down there at Mornington, which really is a beautiful facility. I've been there myself, and it is horse heaven. It's right at the pointy end of operations that we have here in Australia. And the European horses, well, they just seem to really thrive there. So Ladon De Vee, he's a lightweight chance for the Cups going forward. Chabao, well... As we said off the top, he's right at the pointy end. And let's just hear about what Rob Hickmont had to say about this horse a couple of episodes ago here in the trainer's hut, and he filled us with a lot of confidence. I think Shabao's probably the cleanest horse I've ever um, seen in the lungs. Half freakish. When he came over, I don't think there was one gallop we ever touched him in the lung. And um, I don't think I've worked in past 1400 the horse, but, you know, that was some solid, you know, good improvement, 1400 metre gallops. And, um, He's resumed back since the chat. He went first up at Caulfield, ran third, and he went to the Valley the week before that, and the races were called off because it was too wet. So he didn't get to run, but Rob Hickmont said the day out did him good. He got him off Macedon Lodge, got him off the farm, got him back to the races, switched him on a little bit, and his run had a lot of merit. First up at Caulfield, tight track, not going to suit him. Flemington's really his go. But he doesn't have much to prove in a 2,000-metre handicap first up. He's got bigger fish to fry, and, and I can't wait to see him at Flemington. And at the moment, we keep talking about this Bart Cummings race, but he's the number one seed for mine this far out. But obviously, we'll get a lot better picture of that in the coming weeks. But Shabao, he's definitely a horse to keep an eye on. 
And I know that he's one that's going to give uh, the Black Book a fair run. So make sure you've got him written down. It's Dashing Willoughby, who's taken it up, goes on by a length and a half, Rasheen Murphy. Two, Spanish Mission into second. In third is Withhold, and then cross-counter, and tailing off is Summer Moon. Now drifting towards the far rail, Dashing Willoughby, out in front by a length and a half. Spanish Mission trying to eat into that advantage. It's down now to a length as they race up towards the line. Dashing Willoughby wandering in the run to the line, but it's Dashing Willoughby who wins Rasheen Murphy, who beats Spanish Mission into second, cross counter and withhold dashing willoughby well he's the next horse that we want to have a chat about so he's a very interesting one and the listeners might not be very familiar with this horse so sir owen glenn's go bloodstock have purchased a controlling share in this european horse trained by andrew balding who it seems likely will continue to take care of the horse post melbourne cup but he's been bought for the big ones. He's been bought for the Caulfield Cup en route to the Melbourne Cup. And Sir Owen Glenn, we know he's had Criterion, ran a place in 2015. Second coming, ran a place in 2000. and was probably the more fancied runner from the Michael Moroni yard. But we know Brew with Kieran McAvoy won that year's edition. And second coming, well, he was, he was the horse at the stable, went to the races that day thinking was going to win them the Melbourne Cup. Nonetheless, Moroni come home with it anyway. But... This horse in particular, well, he's won twice this time in, very impressively, the listed Buckhound Stakes over the 2,400 metres, Caulfield Cup distance, tick, and then he backed that up with a Group 3 win in Henry II Stakes over Melbourne Cup trip, 3,200, tick. So he's one that's going to come. He's got a lot of class, and he's a pretty well-performed horse, won the four four races and pretty high-quality Sort of animal, so he's one I'm really excited to see. I'd like to see him run in Australia just to size him up a little bit more, but he's definitely a horse that's come with big wraps and definitely deserves to be in the black book. That's Dashing Willoughby. This horse that I'm going to talk about lastly here in this episode of the Trainer's Hut is Skywood. Now, I've got a big asterisk next to this horse. He's, I've had him on the radar for a long, long time because it seems anything John Massara touches turns to gold. He bought this horse back in September 2019 with the aim of this year's Melbourne Cup. And he's even said that if, you know, the way things play out, he's prepared to wait another 12 months. Very patient man, John Massara. But if you've got a horse of this quality, why wouldn't you be? And uh, Fabrice Chappé, the uh, Frenchman, trains this horse over there. Lightly raced, but he has been booked with a one-way ticket. So he'll be transferred to Trent Bussenden and Natalie Young there at Cranbourne. And again, he's low on the weights. He's going to run again before he comes to Australia. And that run, he's almost going to have to win it to, to you know, assure himself a start. It's going to be in the Group 2 pre-foy, which is 2,400 metres. And that's at Longchamp on September 13. So he'll go into quarantine on the 16th at Newmarket. And then he'll come early October when it is when they get out of their quarantine and their flights and that sort of stuff. And he'll be he'll be trained by Trent Bustard and, and Natalie Young. So he's a horse that I'm very, very excited about. He's a horse that I've got written down. I've been following him very, very closely and he's one I'm very bullish about. So there's a couple for the Black Book here in the trainer's hut. And we know we're on the path to the Melbourne Cup, but he's getting ever and ever closer 
But of the ones we've mentioned, the ones I'm most excited about, Chabal, we know we've, we've been big on him the whole way through. And Skywood, the John Massara Arrowfield team have him. And of course, we spoke about the class of Dashing Willoughby. So there's a couple for the Black Book, a couple to follow on the way through. That's it for this week's edition of the Trainer's Hut. Thank you very much for joining me. As always, you can find the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So give it a like or a subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you'd like, leave a review. Let us know what you think of the show. Always happy to hear feedback. You want to get in touch with me, you can do so on the Twitter at TBBloodstock is the handle on Twitter. And you can search on the Facebook and Instagram, search Sports Thought, and you'll be able to find us there. You want to get in touch via the social media platforms. Thank you very much for joining me on this week's edition. Hope you enjoyed it. I certainly enjoyed putting it together. I'll see you next time in the trainer's heart. I'm Todd Blum. See you then.